Revelation 3 from verse number 7. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask that your word will come alive in every heart today. We ask that the Holy Spirit will breathe upon your word and that each one will be impacted by your word. I pray that your word shall change our lives today. We thank you that the Spirit of God is moving in this place already. And we thank you for the seed of your word that shall bear much fruit in each person's life today. We give you all the glory and all the praise that you make my tongue like the pen of a ready writer to teach and to declare your word here today. In Jesus' mighty name, and everyone say, Amen. Verse number 7, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I want you to listen to how the Lord is described. The Lord is described as one who is holy. Come on now, say amen. amen. The Lord is described as one who is holy. And as a child of God, I want you to understand that you carry God's nature of holiness. Did you hear what I just said? I think a lot of people are striving to be holy. But we don't strive to be holy. We are holy. Amen. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse number 17 that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The reason why you are holy is because you are in Christ. Amen. You are not holy because you try to attain holiness. You don't attain holiness by the works you do. You are holy because you are one with Christ. Now, this is what you need to hear. You are holy because you are one with Christ. Don't try to be holy. You are holy. Amen. You know why you're holy? Because you are one with Christ. Amen. The Bible says, in Him we live and move and have our being. And so, if I am born again... It means the nature of Christ is on the inside of me. So if I have the nature of Christ, it means I'm holy. Now, it's a position. Tell somebody it's a position. Holiness is a position. Are you listening to me? You have a position of holiness. The position of holiness is because you are in Christ. Now, this must be understood if the acts of holiness will be seen in your life. A lot of times people are focused on the acts, not on the position. But the acts cannot be possible if you don't have an understanding of the position. Can someone say amen? amen. So I am holy because I am in Christ. And because I am in Christ, I can live holy. Amen. I'm not trying to live holy. I have an understanding of my position. And that's why I live holy. Is somebody getting that? Yeah. This is my child. Irene, can you stand? This is my daughter. She carries my attributes in her. 
She does not struggle in her mind to identify with me. If you ask her who is your father, she just quickly tells you who her father is. She has never wondered if I am her father. Because there is a revelation. And because she knows who her father is, she understands the attributes that are working in her. The attributes that are at work in her came from me. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about the DNA. Came from me. Because she is a product of this man. So she does not struggle to resemble me. She resembles me by birth. We don't struggle to resemble God. We resemble God by birth. Holiness is God's nature. Come on now, say amen. amen. So we are not striving to be holy. We are holy because we came from God. Amen. Oh my goodness. So when they ask you, who is your father? God is. So if God is your father, it means you carry God's nature. And God's nature is holiness. The focus, most times, it's people looking at the actions of holiness. Now, if you keep looking at the actions of holiness, you will never attain that. That is what religion tells you. Religion tells you to act holy. And in most cases, it's pretense. Because, listen, all these acts of holiness does not please God. Jesus pleased God already on your behalf. And so when you gave your life to Christ, He imparted... Into you, his nature. Amen. As you are sitting here this morning, you are already pleasing to God. Amen. Oh, that amen is very weak. Amen. You, oh my goodness. This must be understood. This is New Testament revelation. This must be, this is grace. You can't teach grace without talking about your position. This is New Testament revelation. Do you know that the gospel that Paul preached is the gospel called grace? Paul said it himself that I am a preacher of grace. Grace. That is the reason why he kept telling the Gentiles, you don't need to do these rules and regulations before you are accepted by God. The church, unfortunately, is filled with rules and regulations. If you do this and if you do that, if you dress a certain way, you will please God. No, that is not what pleases God. You please God already through Jesus Christ. Amen. So what Jesus Christ did was enough 
And it is coming into this revelation of what Jesus Christ did and understanding that it is enough for me today. That is when the acts of righteousness will begin to flow through you. See, the acts of righteousness cannot flow through a man who does not understand who he is in Christ. So it's a life of struggle as a Christian because you are trying in your own strength and in your own effort. But the Bible says it is not of him that willeth or runneth. It is of God that shows mercy. The Bible says the race is not to the swift. The battle is not for the strong. So you can do it all you want in your ability and wisdom and strength and all these resolutions that you have made, thinking that you're going to please God in your own ability. But what you discover is that every time you try, you fail. No, let's be honest. You try, you fail. Because men cannot please God. Men can, listen, don't look holy to me right now. Men cannot please God. Come on now, say amen. In your own ability, you are not holy. In your own ability, you cannot please God. You can do everything you can. It will never be satisfactory. But in Jesus, God has been pleased. Oh my goodness, I said God has been pleased. Jesus pleased God for you. You come into what Jesus did. You rest in that. That is why the Bible says there is therefore now rest to those that believe. There is rest. The Bible says that the Israelites couldn't come into that rest. But that rest is for us. The rest is in Christ. There is a place of rest. There is a place where you stop striving, where you come into the rest of Jesus and you receive everything that Jesus has made available to you in Christ. If a man is in Christ, this man is a new creature. You are new. You are not old. Tell somebody I'm I'm a new creation. In Christ, I'm a new creation. I please God. I please God. Listen, this is the confession. Some of you need to begin to, to confess. I please God. I please God. Don't let people put religion on you. I please God. I walk in holiness every day. I walk in righteousness every day. My life is pleasing to God. Oh, but Pastor God, I make mistakes. Oh, yes, God knew you were going to make mistakes. That is why he gave the blood. Oh my goodness, I said God knew you were going to make mistakes. That is why he gave the blood of Jesus. Oh my goodness, don't you know that the blood of Jesus was given for the mistakes you're going to make tomorrow? I said, God, you mean the blood of Jesus Christ has already taken care of the mistakes of tomorrow? Oh yeah, the blood of Jesus already took care of sin. Can I tell you this? Can I tell you this? And I'm not taking away from this. Is, let's not get into a theological argument. Can I tell you this? People will go to hell not just because of sin, but because of rejection of the sacrifice. The sacrifice of Jesus is rejected. That is the reason why they're going to go to hell. Because if you receive the sacrifice of Christ, then you are on your way to heaven. But if you reject the sacrifice of Christ, then you have made a choice to spend eternity in the lake of fire. (coughs) Excuse me. 
Can you see this? So in Christ, I am holy. That's a good place to say amen. amen. Somebody needs to write that down. In Christ, I am holy. Put it on Instagram. And get, listen, upset religious people. I'm telling you right now, upset, infuriate religious people. In Christ, I am holy. What, you, who do you think you are? I'm a child of God. Who do you think you are? I am in Christ. Who do you think you are? I'm his younger brother. Come on now, say, he's my, he's my senior brother. So if he's my senior brother and I'm his younger brother, then it means we look alike. Come on now, I talk like him. I see like him. I act like him. I behave like him. I react like him. Come on now, I smell like him. Come on now, say amen. amen. I have the same faith that he has. Come on now, say amen. amen. In actual fact, the Bible says that I'm sitting with Christ in, in heavenly places. Come on now, say amen. amen. He's sitting at the right hand of God the Father. That's where I'm sitting. He said, Pastor God, but you're down here on the earth. Yeah, what you're seeing is my physical body. My spiritual man is sitting up there in heavenly places. Come on now, somebody shout hallelujah. <laughs> that is the position of a child of God. And a man who is sitting in heavenly places with Christ is not struggling with sin. Come on, say amen. amen. We're not struggling with sin. We are holy. I said we are holy. Amen. We have been set apart for God. We've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. We have no business with the unfruitful works of darkness. Rather, we rebuke and reprove it. Yes. We are holy. Yes. Oh, Pastor God, you're boasting. Yes, in the Lord. Yes. I'm not boasting in myself. In myself, I can't do it. In myself, it's not possible. In yourself, you cannot. But in Jesus, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Yes. Come on now, say amen. Yes. Come on. What? What does Paul mean when he says in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things. All things means all things. Whatever it is that, is that I have to do, I can in Christ. Come on, say amen. amen. Oh, I'm telling you, when you get a revelation of what I'm talking about, you will not walk around with your head down like this. You're going to walk with your head lifted, with your shoulders squared. And you're going to walk around like a child of the living God. You're going to walk around like a man of God, like a woman of God. You say, Pastor God, am I a man of God? Yes, you are a man of God. Am I a woman of God? But I've not been ordained into the ministry. That's where you miss it because you think only those that are according to the fivefold ministry are men and women of God. Every child of God in this place is a man of God. It's a woman of God. So carry, carry yourself like a man of God. Carry yourself like a woman of God. Amen. Come on now, say amen. amen. When you go into the office tomorrow, walk into that office as a man of God. Amen. When you go to Lalali tomorrow to do business, go into the marketplace as a woman of God. Amen. The next time you go transact that deal with a friend or whoever, go in as a woman of God. Go in as a man of God. Amen. Come on now, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Carry yourself the way you are. You are a man of God. You are a woman of God. Amen. And you are holy. You're holy. You're holy. You're not full of holes. You're holy. <laughs> so just listen to the description, description of the Lord. Who is holy? Who is true? See, notice the Lord is true. 
The Bible said, God is light. In him there is no darkness. Jesus is true. Everyone else that claim to be Jesus, they are liars. Everyone else that say they are the way, they are, no, they are not. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. No man comes to the Father except by and through Jesus and Jesus Christ alone. Come on now, say amen. amen. In John chapter 10, he said, everyone that came before me are thieves. Those who claim to be the way, they are not the way. Come on, say amen. amen. Somebody told me years ago, the guy had come through this place and went to the Philippines. And then he wrote me this long message telling me that, oh, Jesus Christ already came and we did not even know. <laughs> I said, what? He said, yeah, Jesus is in the Philippines. And then we got into this, this long conversation. He was trying to prove to me that Jesus is already in the Philippines. And I said, no, that's not possible. You know, how come Jesus showed up and we didn't even know? Huh? He said, Jesus is in the Philippines. This guy sat in the Bible school for one year. And he was trying to prove to me that Jesus is already in town. Can I tell you something? Let, let's, not, let's not even deal with this theologically. Let's deal with this geographically. Yeah. Jesus came from the nation called Israel. Yeah. And Israel is in the Middle East. Israel, Jesus is not a Filipino. Jesus is, not a, Jesus is not from the Philippines. Jo, jo, listen, just deal with this geographically. Common sense. Jesus is a Filipino. Use your, use your brain. And so I said, no, listen, just deal with it from the standpoint of geography. Jesus is not from that place. He's not. And secondly, deal with it from the standpoint of biology. I asked him, I said, this man you claim to be Jesus, or who claims to be Jesus and that you're believing in today, where are his parents? <laughs> his parents are there somewhere in the Philippines, I believe. But Jesus, 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 you know the way Jesus was conceived. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. The power of the highest came upon Mary. This young, young woman in, in the village of Nazareth conceived and gave birth. She had no contact with any man. In actual fact, she asked the angel, how can this thing be? Seeing that I don't know a man. She was a virgin. I don't know a man. How can I be pregnant? The angel told her the plan of God. This seed that shall be placed in your womb shall be called the son of God. Amen. Not the son of a man in the Philippines. <laughs> the son of God. Come on now, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. And so he was born 
and he lived for 33 and a half years. He was crucified on the cross. They brought him down from the cross and put him in the tomb. And on the third day, he rose again. And the Bible tells us in the book of Acts chapter 1 that he ascended up to heaven. Correct? He went. And the Bible says that as the disciples were there looking up uh, on the Mount of Olivet, the Bible says, and the clouds received him. And, and, and here comes two men, and they said, this same, I want to say, this same Jesus. This same Jesus. Not another one. This one. Go read it, Acts chapter 2. This same Jesus. Sorry, Acts chapter 1. This same Jesus that you've seen taking up into heaven shall so return in like manner as you have seen him go. He shall return how? The same way as you have seen him go. So he's going to come down on the clouds. The same cloud that received him up is the same cloud that's going to come back on. But this man you claim to be the Jesus of our day and time was birthed by a man and a woman who came together and he grew up somewhere in Philippines, maybe in Manila. <laughs> As a little boy. Are you listening to me? This is not Jesus. So I just tried and, you know, I just used different, you know, proofs to show this young man that, no, this cannot be Jesus. But at that verse of the scripture in Acts chapter 1 where it said, This same Jesus that you've seen taking up into heaven shall so return in like manner as you have seen him go. So which means when he returns, he's not coming back as a baby. And he's not coming back with a Filipino passport. <laughs> Are you listening to me? No, really. You, you look at people and they get so deceived. Why? Because they have not allowed the word of God to do the work in them. And then, and then watch this. I mean, I could not continue having this back and forth with the guy because it was getting to the point of oh no, disrespect because he was beginning to say some things to me. Like you guys claim to know, but you don't know. You didn't teach us well. And then I, I just disconnected from that kind of conversation. And then months later, he wrote me and he said, Pastor, you're correct. <laughs> now, I am not correct. The word of God is correct. It's obvious in the Bible. Can someone say Amen. Everyone that came before me, Jesus said, are thieves. These are those that claim to be the way. And let me also say, everyone that has come after him are thieves. Those who claim to be the way. We've had so many people in the last hundred years rise up from one nation and another claiming to be the way. No, they are not the way. And they have deceived so many. Many have followed them and they have gone into oblivion. They are not the way. There is only one way. John chapter 14 verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one cometh unto the Father but by me. So Jesus is the Son of God and He is the only way. He is the only truth and He is the only life. Amen. Come on now, say Amen.
All the others are liars. 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 They're lying. They've lied to people over the years. They've lied to people. I'm the way. Follow me. No, you're not the way. Are you listening to me? And if you, if you go to any church where the pastor points you to him, run. Don't go there ever again. The pastor is not the way. Jesus is the way. Any ministry that does not point to Jesus is, is, is false. Are you listening to me? We must point people to one person. And that's Jesus and Jesus alone. Come on now, say amen. amen. Paul did not say, follow me. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow. If I'm not following Christ, don't follow me. Bottom line, that's really what it means. If I follow Christ, then you can, you can come along with me. But if I'm not following Christ, then don't follow me. Come on, say amen. amen. So any church, any ministry that is not preaching Christ, where Christ is not the center of the ministry, forget about it. Don't go there. We're called to preach and to put our attention on Jesus. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, looking unto Jesus. Not looking unto any man. That's where people get into trouble because they go to church and they look up to the man. That's why people get into trouble. You don't look up to the man, you look up to Jesus. And any minister that is solid and has good doctrinal base will not point you to him, will point you to the Lord. Are you listening to me? Yes. I'm not a celebrity preacher. Come on, I'm preaching good, say amen. amen. Some things just turn my stomach, man. I mean, I see the way some people are treated like they are Jesus Christ. And I'm not against honoring men of God, but we have to be very careful. Some of these things have come to the place of worship, not honor. In the name of I'm honoring the man of God. Come on. Be careful. We honor God. We honor men. Yes, the Bible says give honor to whom it is due. But how do you define that though? Well, what is the parameters really to define honor, honor to man? Coming into my office, kneeling down there for two hours until I'm done talking, you're not going to get up? In the name of you honoring me? I don't want that kind of honor. Come on now, say amen. amen. Acts chapter 10, Peter comes into the house of Cornelius, and the Bible said Cornelius bowed and was about to. Peter said, Don't do that to me. I'm a man like you. Don't bow to me. Many are receiving the praises of men in the name of honor. I was hanging out with somebody. He had come to see me in my office. And we were just talking. This is a pastor. And then he gets a phone call. The moment the phone call came through. He got on his knees in my office. <laughs> I kid you not. I was shocked. He was on his knees until the conversation was over. I do not lie. This is, 
what I saw in my own office. He got on both knees to take that call. And he was on the phone, on his knees, until the conversation was over. He didn't get up. I was in awe. Of course, I've never seen anything like that before. <laughs> if that is the case, oh my goodness. You know how many times Pastor Corey and I talk in the week? I'll be kneeling down all the time. In actual fact, I'll be kneeling down all the time, crawling on my... Crawl. Whenever Pastor Corey calls me from the U.S., I'll be... Oh my goodness. I'll just lie down there. Yes, Apostle. Yes, sir. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yes. Oh my goodness, sometimes we talk for almost one hour. Is that what I'm going to be doing? If you came into my office, you saw me kneeling down. <laughs> and is uh, what, Pastor, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm talking to Apostle Corey. And, and so, um, leave my office. Let me finish with him. Something is, I think something is wrong. I think something is wrong. If we do that, you guys should be kneeling down every time you come and see me. I'm telling you, every time you come to me, you should hey, kneel, kneel down. And I will, I will intentionally make the conversation long. <laughs> it's interesting. Tell somebody, Jesus, Jesus. is the center of the church. Everyone looks to him. That's it. If you believe it, give the Lord praise. Harry, you'll be kneeling when you talk to me. <laughs> Jesus is the center. Amen. Praise God. And don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not taking away from the Word of God. We honor men of God. Correct? Yeah. But there is a proper way to do so. There's a way to honor people. There's a way to honor people. Now, of course, you and I know that if you're coming from Africa, we, it's a big thing in our, embedded in our culture. The African, Nigeria to be particular. I mean, there is a tribe, people particularly from the West, that will prostrate on the floor when they see an elder. So that's okay. I'm not taking away from that. That's the cultural thing. Here in Turkey, you meet an elderly man. You, you do this. Right? That's okay. It's a cultural thing. My mother told me, 97, year 1997, I was going to see uh, my uncle. My mom said to me, when you get into his office, don't say good morning, sir. You're going to kneel down with both knees in his office. 
and greet him. That's what you do. This man is old school. He doesn't understand good morning, sir. You're going to get on your knees and greet him. That's what my mother told me before I went to the man's office. And the man was a minister, pastor. So I got into his office. I got on my knees. And I greeted him. And he said, get up. I got up and I sat down. It's cultural. Are you listening to me? But, but, but it, it, it just appears to me as if a lot of things in uh, different cultures have been brought into the church. Now, you don't know where to draw the line. But the Bible shows us how to honor people, even servants of God. And let me also say this. It's, it's not just men of God getting all the honor. Men of God are to honor the people too. Come on now, say amen. amen. Men of God should honor the people. I don't want to come into a place, I'm invited to preach, and the moment I'm walking, people, are, people stop worshiping God and start kneeling down for me. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Let's worship God. Amen. Amen. And everyone must understand you are who you are because of the grace of God. Amen. Not because you are some very special, you know, whatever. You're cut from a different uh, fabric. No. You're nothing, man. You are who you are by the grace of God. Amen. Without the grace of God, we are nothing. We're nothing. I have a PhD. Forget it. What's your PhD? You know how many people with PhDs that cannot even put food on the table? What PhD? Forget PhD. You are, you are who you are by the grace of God. Amen. I'm educated. Paul was educated too. But he said, all I've gained, all I have gained, I count them as dung. Count everything, everything I have gained is useless. I'm just, I don't want to use the right, really. To me, listen, the right word, Paul said, I count them as dung, basically. I count them as, Yes. Yeah, that's what he said. Grace. I want to say grace. 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 Praise God. Amen. And I'm, I'm sure you're going to leave this place today appreciating God. Amen. And appreciating what he has done for you. Amen. 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 Know that whatever you achieve in life, you always say, God, I give you the glory. Amen. Whoever you become in life. In life, I'm talking about with the human standards and, and status. Because, you know, sometimes you, say, you want to become this. You want to become what? You're already who you should be. You don't get that. You, you are who you should be. In Christ, you are complete. 
Yeah, but by human standards, you know, you, you, you want to buy this, you want to buy that, you want to dress a certain way, you want to live in a, in a particular apartment or a particular house, you want to live in a particular neighborhood, and, and a lot of people will draw their identity from all of that. Your identity is not in the stuff you have. Your identity is in who you are in Christ. Amen. Praise God. So he is holy, he is true, it says that he has the key of David. I like that. Who has the key of David? He who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. Bottom line, he has the final say. That song in Africa, who has the final say, Jehovah. Jehovah turn my life around. Jehovah turn my life around. He makes a way where there is no way. Jehovah, Jehovah. They have a way to do it. Jehovah, Jehovah, Jehovah has the final say. He opens, none can shut. He shuts, none can open. And when he opens the door for you, no one can shut the door. And I'm here to prophesy, he has opened the door of his goodness and grace and blessings and favor and prosperity and increase upon your life and for you. And I'm telling you right now, no one, I don't care who the person is, not a man, not a devil can shut the door that Jesus already opens because he is the one that has the key of David and he opens and none can shut and he shuts and none can open. Can someone shout hallelujah? Come on, give him praise and glory. I said give him praise and glory. Hallelujah. You're going to stop looking for, you know, uh, can, you put in, can you put in a nice word for me? Tell, tell that man, tell that man so that he will open, he will open a door. No, Jesus has opened the door. Amen. 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 Uh, speak, speak well of me. Put in a good word, put in a good word so that, you know, tell him about me. People even go to ministers' conferences to, to look, basically to look for connections. I'm telling you right now. They do not go to the conference to hear the word of the Lord. They go to the conference to get business cards. So they get invited to preach. Listen, if he opens the door, no one can shut it. Praise God. And the thing about God opening a door is you, you are not the one looking for blessing. Blessing is looking for you. Fact, you are not the one trying to make all the phone calls to connect to the right people. The people are calling you to connect with you. Amen. Come on now. That's why you need to rest in that. So get ready because some good phone calls are going to come your way. I'm telling you right now. Some very good phone calls are going to come. Amen. 
Because when God opens, no one can shut the door. Some good phone calls are going to come. Amen. Good ones from good people. Amen. From well-connected people. Amen. Amen. You're not going to be looking for your destiny helper. Your destiny helper will be looking for you. Yes. 